Welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson. I'm here to encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you for joining in. Today's podcast is sponsored by Cunningham Financial Group. John Cunningham is a friend of mine and a brother in Christ, and he can help you with financial decisions and future planning. He's been a big help to me and my family, and I commend him to you. You can reach him at 205-913-1720. I am so thankful you're here, so let's get started. Hey, welcome back. You know how thankful I am that you're listening today. So look, I am not a planner by almost any means. I lay out the schedule for the day, maybe the week, and that's it. Every week, the sermons are whatever the Holy Spirit presents to me in the Word or the results of some conversation, and the podcast pretty much runs along that same line. Except this week, there are already a few ideas that are coming together to share with you over the next couple of Mondays. Next week, if the Lord is willing, we will talk about how to start evangelistic conversations. We will look at some of the art behind that and also some practical things you can do to make sure that you are confident and you are ready. And speaking of confidence, the week after that, if everything comes together all right, I want to talk to you about a very unexpected way that I have been able to gain more self-confidence in my life. And I genuinely believe that it is a pathway that you already may be on or could easily begin. So those are a couple of things that were on my heart that I was praying about today, and I wanted to let you know about them, mainly because I'm now locked in to fulfilling that plan over the next couple of weeks. So maybe a little personal strategizing there. All right, so today's topic is Know What Ifs, which is a song by Christian music artist Matthew West. And as we get to the back half of today's episode, I want to read some of the lyrics from that song for you, with the ultimate goal being to be pursuing right now the things that matter to you in such a way that you don't ask What if? Living with the kind of intentionality and purpose and faith so that you're not midway down some path you've chosen, wondering what it would have been like if you'd gone another way. We just don't want to live like that in Christ, and we don't have to. And I hope that the lyrics of that song will be as encouraging to you as they were for me. But I have to say, this was not the intended title of today's episode. I had something different picked out. Same topic, same discussion, but I wanted to call it something else, and alas, Summer said no. By character traits, she is a lot more in the box than I am, so I don't always do what she says, but I almost always do what she says. In fact, I probably should present an episode called Do What She Says, except it's four words, instead of three, so it just won't work. Anyway, she and I were on a long car ride this last weekend. We had a great time, by the way. We took a nine-hour ride, just she and I, and we drove to Florence, Alabama, and I had a chance to present some lessons at the College View Church there on Saturday and Sunday, met so many great people, 
had a wonderful weekend, and this provided some time for Summer and I to just talk through some things, including today's topic. So that was a huge blessing. I know this is turning into a really long intro, but before we get into that, I just want to mention a couple of names. There were some people that I met in person for the first time this weekend in North Alabama who I've come to be digital friends with through the podcast, Laura and Seth Hayes. They drove quite a ways to be with us over the weekend and to meet Summer and me and for us to meet them, and so I just want to thank them for that. Laura is due to deliver child number four this month, so if everyone would pray for her and the family, I know that would mean a lot to them. Also, Patrick and Kelly Sneed. I was over at their house getting ready to do a study with some young couples, and when I heard Kelly's name, I recognized it immediately. I think she's responsible for purchasing more journals than anyone, and it was really cool to meet her and her husband in person, talk about that process, and study the word together. Okay, let me get down to business. The title that I pitched en route to Alabama was FOMO NOMO. All right, you're probably with Summer on that. What a terrible title. But it was catchy, and I liked it, and I was going with it. FOMO is a term that is used in popular culture to mean fear of missing out. And so the episode would focus in on no longer living with that fear. The fear of missing an opportunity. The fear of some road not taken. Would you agree with me that there's just too much fear going on in this life as it is? We fear things all around us, some of which are tangible and potentially dangerous things. What possible value could there be in adding to my life a new fear, the fear of things that aren't here, the fear of places that I didn't go, of opportunities I didn't take? The FOMO idea does help us understand where fear originates. It is founded in uncertainty, or when there are things that you just can't see. Some are afraid of the dark because they just can't see what's in front of them. The fear of snakes comes from not knowing where they are hiding or when they will strike. We are scared of things where there are variables that we don't know or that we cannot control. And so in that regard, I could see where the fear of missing out on the direction you could have taken in college, or the person you could have asked out, or even in the present, what someone else is doing in a place where you aren't, that could completely take over your life. Because there is simply no limit to things that you don't know, that you aren't experiencing, that you cannot control because you aren't there. What if you were supposed to be there? What if what God has truly intended for your life is somewhere else than where you are right now, and you have zero idea of what that might be? What if, because of the roads you have taken and the choices you have made, there are things in your life that are now never going to happen? What ifs that will never be explored or experienced? Again, this could be referencing roads not taken in the past, or it could be things that are happening right now, just not where you are. It's a poor example, but the other day I noticed that all of the kids Nick's age were playing in some travel baseball tournament 
and we decided to take the fall off, and we were outside throwing frisbees or something. What if he's missing out? What if there are things happening there this weekend that he needed to be a part of? You see how that works? It would just happen all the time. But to me, there is something much more scary about thinking like that and always looking at what isn't. It will very quickly distract you or cause you to belittle what is. The road you have taken, where you are now, what you are doing at this exact moment. And I know for sure Christians should not be living like that. And if we are distracted by what isn't, we will diminish the joy of what is, and maybe for more people than just ourselves. Let me give you a quick example. I think this was in an episode a couple of years ago, but it may have been 2017 or 18, but I went through what I guess is a midlife-ish crisis. I was only 37 or 38, but I just had this weird, ominous feeling that where I am and what I'm doing with my time and how far I have come has just caused me to miss out on a lot of things that I could have done that I may never get the chance to do. And I made the horrendous mistake of sharing all of that with my wife. And I will never forget the look on her face. I was just trying to be honest with her and give her examples. I thought I would have learned how to play the guitar by now or traveled and done some things overseas or tried some different ventures. And yet I'm here and I'm happy, but I don't know. I guess I have this weird fear of what I might be missing out on. Man, the look on her face, those words, all of those words, crushed her. In her eyes, what I was saying was simply this. She is not enough. Our marriage, our home, our kids, being here in Lindale, the gospel work we do, it must not be good enough if all you are doing at this moment is lamenting other things that you don't have. And look, she was totally right about that, and I've apologized many times but even the look on her face did not derail my pursuits. I think over the next six months, I started trying to learn computer programming. I think I started working on a foreign language and researching some travel or something. But here's the thing. When you're pursuing one thing, you're not pursuing another. And in order to try out all of these other pathways and catch up on things that I never got done, I had to take away from something or someone, something that is, someone that God has put right here in my life. I had to turn away from that in the moment to try to pursue something else. I think that may have been when I recorded the episode Deeper or Wider. You can always go wider, try to do a little bit of everything. Try to cover all the what-ifs. Try to make sure you don't miss out on anything, but you will have no depth in anything. Praise be to God for his mercy upon me and for a loving wife to help me through that really strange period in my late 30s that has helped me to draw intense joy in what is and in who is right in front of me and to invest time to make this the best 
possible life it can be because this is the one that I have. And I don't have any time to sit around and cry about what could have been or might have been or what may be going on somewhere else. Forget all that grass is greener business. The grass is greenest where you fertilize, where you tend it. And that's where I am. So anyway, she and I had a long car ride and we were able to talk about that. And it's so awesome now to look into each other's eyes and think this is it. And it doesn't even matter what else there is because this is us. So I really want to encourage you to think FOMO, no mo. Look, I got it in twice. Fear of missing out, you don't need that fear in your life. No more of that. So look, on the way home, she fell asleep on me. And I was thinking through what I was going to record today, and I was just going to stick with that title. But then this Matthew West song came on the radio, and I felt like these lyrics captured this idea in a unique way. He said some things that I wouldn't have thought of, and he used a title that is wife approved. And it also allows me to conclude by making an additional point to today's message. Point number one is don't get distracted by what isn't, and miss the beauty of what is. Don't spread yourself too thin trying to cover everything and meet every goal and end up having no depth in the place where God has put you. Yes, there is some faith to living without fear of missing out and taking great joy in where God has positioned you. So know what if point one is to focus more on what is. However, If what is, is not good, if your marriage is not good, if your walk is not good, if the choices you have made or the places where you are is not where you should be. In that case, I can see where the fear comes from. Not because you don't know what's out there, but because you know that you're not where you need to be. We certainly don't want to look back at our lives at the end and think, What if I would have done what was right? What if the day I heard that episode, I would have made the change right there and used it well? Then, as was discussed in the early part of this episode, I could have lived in joy of what was because I knew that it really meant something. In that light, listen to a few of these lyrics with me. I've heard them say before to live like you're dying. Wish I could say that's how I am, But I'd be lying, and lying in my bed at night one too many times just thinking, what if, what if? My biggest fear is waking up to find what matters is miles away from what I spent my life chasing after. Is my story going to have the same two words in every chapter? What if, what if? What if today's the only day I got? I don't want to waste it if it's my last shot. No regrets in the end. I want to know I got no what-ifs. I'm running till the road runs out. I'm lighting it up right here, right now. See, I refuse to be a shoulda, woulda, coulda been. I can't go back in time. I don't have a DeLorean. What I'm trying to say is I don't want to hear these words again. What if? What if? But last I checked, this heart inside my chest is still beating. Well, I guess it's not too late. Okay, so he gets instant credit for referencing the DeLorean. And those of us at a certain age will appreciate that. 
So this song begins very sadly. He's not living a life to be proud of. He's not living like this may be the last day I get, and I'm going to make it as great as possible, because this is where I am, and I rejoice in it. He's not living like that. But then there's this turn where he says, wait a minute, I'm still alive. I can't go backwards, but I refuse to live a life where when I look back on it, when others look back on it, they say, man, that guy missed out. That guy could have had so many great things, but he just wouldn't choose the right path. I'm not going to be a shoulda, woulda, coulda been. I will never throw a pity party again and say these words, what if? So listen, let me tie all of this together because it's really two separate ideas that link. When you look at your life right now, the condition of your life at home, the pursuits in your life, your relationship with the Lord, your priority and commitment. I want you to block out every other pathway, anything that could have happened, anything that might be going on anywhere else. Forget about it. I want you to assess where you are right now in your life and decide, is this good? Am I blessed? Am I with God? Is God with me? Is this a favored life? And if the answer is yes, don't look back, don't look around, don't chase other things, just deepen and enjoy what is. No fear of missing out, no what ifs. However, if an honest assessment of where you are renders to you this deep, dark feeling that I have used all of these years and I am not where I want to be, it won't do you any good to look back. But you must not live with this paralyzing fear of what you missed out on or what could have been. Get out there and get it. While there is breath in you, you can make things better. Don't worry about looking back from right here. But in the future, when you look back to here, don't ask yourself what if. Because you made the change and it made all the difference. No regrets is the result of loving what is good in your life, and embracing it, and changing what is bad to make things better. The end of the song goes like this. I'm going to dream a little bigger, burn a little brighter, stand a little taller, closer to your fire. The lyrics capitalize the why in that word. There are no regrets when we stand closer to the Lord. We don't have to fear missing out on anything else if we are walking with God. If that's where you are, give praise to God. But if not, use the life you have in you today to turn to Him. And only then can you say, no what ifs. Thank you so much for joining in today. If you enjoyed this program, consider sharing it with your family and your friends. And if you're just in search of deeper Bible study or you want to share the message of Jesus with the children in your life, remember to go to creationtorevelation.com. This wonderful company run by Christians provides beautiful illustrations of Scripture from beginning to end, putting the spotlight on Jesus. And remember this, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, excel still more.